0: I'm MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Sherita Brent here with Wilkes Couture, information technology expert with New Core Steel Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Summer has arrived, so today we'll focus on kids and tech. If your kids will be hanging out at home, what parental controls can you put in place on the television and other tech devices? Is too much screen time bad for kids? How can you and your kids use tech educationally this summer? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING if you have any questions or comments. The number is 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit MPBOnline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Wiltz Couture, information technology expert with Newcore Steel Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Summer has arrived, so today we'll focus on kids and tech. If your kids will be hanging out at home, what parental controls can you put in place on the television or other tech devices uh, to make sure they aren't doing anything, they don't have any business doing? Is too much screen time bad for kids? We'll talk about some ways to limit tech, the the pros and the cons. Also, how can you and your kids use tech educationally this summer? Some kids have a summer reading list, and Wiltz is going to give some information about that, but you can give us a call this morning at 877-MPB-RING if you have questions or comments about parental controls on your kids' tech devices. Uh, What do you think about kids and screen time? Do you limit the amount of time your kids spend on tech devices or do you just let them do what they do 877 mpb ring is the number 877-672-7464 or email tech at mpbonline.org good morning to you wilt and jeremy good morning you know morning. we are having some interesting weather i think a tropical storm cindy is uh, uh out and about i want to get you guys' thoughts on how you can use tech to prepare for the bad weather
2: well, for me, one of the things I really like with my tech is having the radar right there. I definitely recommend to a lot of folks. I mean, you know, we know how it is in Mississippi. All this rain's coming through. We're gonna probably see some power outages, so I'd make sure we charge those batteries up. Because I mean, really, the uh, the weather alert's coming through. You notice, you know, when when tornadoes and other things are kind of popping around. Um, you know, that, that those tech devices really do come in handy. You know, the phones going off in the middle of the night. The being able to pull up the the latest radar to see what's coming near you. Um, Again, really just make sure you're all charged up, folks.
0: Yeah, that's a big thing, making sure you're charged up or at least your backup, uh, your portable battery pack is charged up so you can use yep. it, it because you may not be able to use the wall plug. Uh, Jeremy, your thoughts?
3: Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, a good battery backup of some kind to keep your devices charged. Um, also, um I always err on the side of caution and unplug anything uh, from my house. I have an older house. uh, It's built in, I think it was the 50s, so uh, it doesn't have the greatest grounding. So this morning when I heard the rain, I just, you know, woke up and turned off my PlayStation to make sure it wasn't going to get blown up. So I always advise people to unplug things from the wall.
2: Yeah, I'm a big believer in, like, surge protectors. And, you know, you kind of bring up a really good point. Maybe we need to... To kick that one over to jason and the guys before us but making sure the grounding in your house is is done properly that's a uh that's really a big deal especially on some of these older houses as we plugged in you know, there's a lot more things being plugged into the wall than there were in 1950.
0: So whenever I was at my grandmother's house during a storm, we would have to turn everything off and sit in a room and look at each other in the dark. So (laughs) did did my granny have a point with turning things off? And uh, is is there a certain place that you could stay, stand in the house that would make you more susceptible to being struck by lightning? What do you think about that?
2: Well, you know, Um, I mean, I grew up, my grandparents lived, they had a dairy farm way down in south Mississippi. And I don't know how many times we'd look out and we'd actually see lightning hitting outside so yeah i think granny had a really really good point um especially you know kind of going back you know older homes and everything else i mean we get plenty of lightning strikes uh as far as for being you know, really being away i was always told you know my parents always kind of cautioned us get away from the tv get away from the tv it's going to yeah. like you know explode in <laughs> your face or something and you know honestly it could um not that i ever heard of it ever happening but i guess the uh the, the laws of electricity would allow that to happen but and that was the other thing. Our big thing was always be off the phone. You can't be on the phone. Stay away from the phone.
0: Right. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would really get in trouble. Get off that phone. Read him I'm like, what oh, yeah. is the big deal? Jeremy, you had something?
3: Um, well, uh, as far as your TV exploding goes, uh, that would be like your older CRT types. I don't think yep. that your current ones would explode. But the back of them might, you know, uh, melt or something like that. But I don't think your actual screen would, like, blow up. Uh, but those older CRTs, yeah, those those could definitely uh, – something could happen to those. Uh, as far as being struck by lightning in your house goes, um, I think you're okay. Uh, for the most part, but um, cordless phones used to be a big deal, but we don't see a lot of those anymore, so it's not really anything major. Everybody's got a
4: cell phone now.
0: Yeah. Um, something else, I was on the way to work this morning, and it was raining pretty heavily, and I saw some people texting. So don't text oh God, and drive, of that too. especially in the rain. Don't do that. Don't do it at all, but especially in the rain.
2: Yeah, I saw many a head down looking at their lap lap this morning coming down Lakeland Drive, and I was like, oh, just just please, please, please look up.
0: Yeah. Now, what about having an old-school radio, one that doesn't have to be plugged up, it's just battery-operated to listen to the weather? I think that's always great to have around. Another
2: thing with so many uh, folks, I know we've heard from quite a few different callers that are out in more rural areas, so they're probably running things like your direct tv and dish i would also say having just an old school set of rabbit ears you know the uh the hd signals in the air can be picked up and you know if your satellite goes out and you can't really quite see the weather i mean you know that's that's probably our biggest thing is stay aware
0: Mm -hmm. um
2: i think jason and the guys mentioned that a little bit earlier as well just you know make sure we're staying aware of the weather and you know tech can definitely bridge that gap
0: yeah, they do have a thingy. It's called uh, an emergency weather radio, and so it has a lot of little features on it that could help. Oh, look, Kevin is holding one up right now. Hey, there we go, Kevin. It's a, we- a weather radio. It's
2: one of the crank ones too, man. Yeah, it's got the cool stuff. Bring, no bring that in required. here, Kevin,
0: so uh, wilts can can uh, a- assess it and analyze it. Uh, in the meantime, we have a couple calls to get to. Rick in Grand Bay wants to talk about uh, storms and safety, and then we'll get to Jesse in Jackson. Not Jesse Jackson. Jesse is in Jackson. All right, we're gonna. Go first to Rick in Grand Bay. Good morning to you, Rick.
5: Yeah, for those that are kind of text savvy a little bit, I would suggest you go into uh, Twitter and typing up Mississippi Power and have it as one of your uh, follow, following because you can you can text them or you can tweet them. And uh, there's a technician on that they're going to answer you within an hour. You can tell them where the power's out, the power lines down, the whole nine yards, you know sometimes they'll tell you the outage in the area I mm-hmm. uh, wish they had it like in other uh, other areas like out west uh, you can actually go to their site on Twitter and click. it's got an outage map you know it shows you where the outages are at. but I'm over here in Alabama and Mississippi Power and Alabama are all owned by Southern Power so you know but that's that's one of their their, their uh, uh, policies is that uh, they had somebody standing by on Twitter in case this storm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Good
0: thought, Rick. Good, good, good point. And something I just love is that I get weather alerts. I mean, they can be annoying, whatever. But I got an alert the other day about a flood in the area, and I was actually headed in that area, so I went the other way. So those are really and and they they send them to you whether you want them or not, I believe. Yeah, and
2: you know, um, I, I'm kind of like you. I mean, hearing that thing go off at two o'clock in the morning sometimes might can be a, a pain in the tail. But at the same time, I, We'd be complaining just as much if it didn't. Right. So, I mean, I guess. How come uh, you
0: didn't tell us? Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> you
2: know, I, I would much rather know about it. But, uh, you know, and, and bridging that again, something that Rick was saying, you know, all this tech stuff is great. But when we lose power, we got to be thinking about it. That radio is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it is. You can kind of open it up and play around with yeah. it. Thank you for that call, Rick. Uh, we're going to go next to Jesse and Jackson. Uh, it's an Internet and antivirus question. Good morning to you, Jesse. Good morning. Hey, what do you have for us?
4: Well, I'm in the market for a new computer, and I'm currently using uh, AVG uh, Pro for my antivirus, and I'm thinking about upgrading uh, that as well. Are there any ones you could recommend that are either on par with AVG or maybe even uh, better?
2: Jeremy, do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? Sure,
3: yeah, either way. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we are are big believers in Avast. Yep. But, uh, believe it or not, AVG is actually owned by Avast now. I don't think it's the same program. I think they still have their, their separate models, but um, yeah, we're, we're big on Avast, so um, Avast Pro uh, we believe would far exceed Avg, although they're technically owned by the same company now.
4: Okay. Uh, what are some of the differences between uh, the old Avg Pro and uh, Avast Pro? I would say
3: most of it's going to be just your, your user interface and your overall performance. Uh, I've noticed computers that run AVG they just don't seem to run quite as well as when I put something on uh, run something with a Vast on it.
4: Yeah, because I've had that problem a lot with AVG. Even though I've mm-hmm. got the AVG Cleaner Pro as well, it just seems like it bogged my computer down and really really slowed it down. And even though I'm running a high speed computer right now, it just it was a noticeable difference. We found that a
3: lot of those bells and whistles that come with the pro versions—it's not that they're unnecessary. It's just that they're—you don't have to have them. They're not mandatory in order to keep your computer running well. So we recommend a, a combination of Avast. Uh, you could try the free version and see how you like it before you go pro. And then also, um, you might want to look into something like CCleaner, uh, which will do similar things that that AVG Cleanup app will do, but it's—it's uh, it's a much much more efficient program.
4: Okay, and uh, how much is the uh, Avast Pro run? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it's $20 a year,
3: um, and they do give you a, uh, a trial for 30 days, so you could check it out and see how you like it.
4: Okay, well thank you very much,
3: and I uh, yes, appreciate sir. Absolutely.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I have like, Actually, like uh, Avast 49. Pro is 49 99. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. I didn't realize that. I, I, I think if you install it and then you run it for a little while they'll give you a better deal on it.
2: Exactly. That's kind of like the uh, you know, that's the that's the public price and you got to get that uh, you know, the friends and family. Right. Now, right. I mean, I will say too on that. I mean, I have been running for years just the free version. I've not kind of put those uh the pro on there. Uh to include running that on my wife and kids computer and you know, I've I kinda pick on my wife on the show every now and then, but she's never made a pop up she's not afraid to click sometimes and it still managed to keep her safe. So I mean really um you know, for the budget for the budget price of free you can't really beat it.
0: All right. Oh, okay. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm holding the FR300 multipurpose radio. So it has a hand-crank power generator, even provides power without any batteries. Cranking charges the internal battery pack. There's a built-in cell phone charger, built-in flashlight and emergency siren. Wow. Uh, seven weather channels and weather alert. Uh, TV channels, 2 through 13, and inputs for AC adapter and earphones. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That, that That is pretty cool. So,
0: yeah, Kevin, you're not getting this back, just for the record. All right, we're yeah. going to take a quick break. and we get back, we have John and Mobile, and we're going to talk a little bit about kids and technology. So Summer is here. We'll talk about some parental controls that you can use. We'll also talk about screen time. We'd love to hear from you listeners. Uh, what do you think about screen time for your kids? Do you think uh, there's a such thing as having too much tech access? Do you limit the amount of time your kids are on their tech devices? If you have any questions about parental rental controls, audio books, e-reading. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. That is 877-672-7464. We do have some lines open. You can also send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a moment.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent here with Wills Couture, information technology expert with new core SEAL Jackson Flowood, And Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Summer has arrived, so today we'll focus on kids and tech. If your kids are going to be hanging out at home, what are some parental controls you can put in place on the television and other tech devices to make sure they aren't getting into any bad things? Is too much screen time for kids bad? We'd love to hear from you this morning. Do you limit the amount of time your kids are able to use their tech devices? Give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or email everydaytech at org. And also, we've been talking a lot about tech and the weather, so you can let us know how you use tech during bad weather, how do you use it to keep you safe. 877-MPB-RING is the number. Uh, before we go on, we're going to go to John in Mobile. Good morning to you, John. You have a dead computer.
6: Yeah, thank you, Charita, for taking my call. Uh, yeah, I guess... Um uh, let's see. I had the computer on last night, and it was torrential rain, and uh, we had the power flicker several times and then go out. Well, since then, everything seems to be working. You know, I've got UVerse from AT and T, uh, and the phone works, and uh, all the other components work. The modem, the UVerse modem, seems to work, but uh, nothing from the uh, power button on the computer. So I'm, I'm guessing it's not the UVerse, the connection. It's it's the computer itself. Uh, so it's an John. old compact running Windows XP, so it's like, oh boy, ten years old. Um, did you have
3: your computer hooked up to a power switch or a surge protector?
6: Yes, it's uh, hooked up to uh, a power strip over here okay. at the uh, at the back of the desk.
3: All right. Have you tried switching that adapter on and are off and then back on?
6: Yeah, I did that once. I tried that okay. last night with no result.
3: All right. And did you also unplug it from the wall?
6: No, I did not. <laughs> Alright, try to unplug it and
3: then power cycle it, off and then back on, and see if that doesn't resolve the issue. If it doesn't, then you probably need a power supply, but uh, definitely need to take that one into a professional uh, to get them to to look at the board and see if it didn't sustain any damage. Because if if uh, if a surge hit your house, then uh, it could be your power supply, but it could have also hit your motherboard and it could have blown up some components on the board itself.
6: Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, it being an old computer. Um, Maybe it would be better to just switch to another uh, unit. Um, uh, is, is it still possible to get the old hard drive out and slave it to uh, another unit? Um, potentially.
3: Uh, it depends likely. on what, yeah. type of, uh, what type of drive is in it? Uh, there are two different types of ways that the, the hard drives can hook up to the motherboard, and you may have one of the older types that newer boards don't support. However, you could always take that data off of that older drive and put it on a newer drive or just transfer it over to your new computer
6: all right thank you very much then yes sir
0: okay thank you very much john we appreciate it okay so um well wilt you have children and so this yes. this topic uh de- definitely you can relate to it um so let's talk a little bit it is summertime and you know we see kids a lot on their tech devices can we talk first about limits on tech devices. You know, I've, I found this, uh, this story, something you sent me, they were talking about the pros and cons of kids and technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't limit technology, some of the things that are, could happen, it may lead to less physical activity. So more screen time has been associated with reduced physical activity and higher risk of obesity in kids. Um, Also, it may expose kids to too much advertising, and inappropriate content. It may encourage short attention spans, which is something as an adult that I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. because there's so much on the Internet. I'll be looking at this video or I will go on the Internet for a specific reason and get sidetracked because of something else. Yeah, uh, It may cut into family time and person-to-person interaction. may even interfere with sleep. So talk a little bit ab- about if you have any comments on those things and, and your suggestions for time limits on tech devices.
2: Well, I think definitely yes on all of those. I mean, I think uh, we can all kind of see that. I mean, um, you know, as far as for, it's like you start going down that, uh, that slippery slope in the Internet. You go on there to look up that one thing and you end up, way off in left field i call it the walmart effect how many of us have ever went into walmart just to get like a you know loaf of bread or a thing of milk and came out with a 300 hundred dollar bill you know you, you do end up getting distracted away on there and like you said you know the internet and and such is great for researching i mean the amount of information that's out there the the information at everyone's hands today is just phenomenal um but unfortunately, the amount of garbage that's out there is just phenomenal as well. So, you know, you kind of kind of pick, pick your battles on that. I'm kind of a proponent of we should limit it, but especially from that social interaction. I see so many kids nowadays and, and even adults that just seem to lack that ability to interact with another person, to actually be able to sit there and carry on a conversation with them. And so we're really doing them a disservice by not putting some limits in there but that being said that again there are some benefits to so not eliminating but at least trying to find that balance where is the balance in there and what's a good balance for my kids and what's a good balance for someone else's kids maybe two different things but the big thing at that point is giving the parents the control that they you know need on there mm-hmm. you know what what someone's kids needs is is unique to them um, You know, my daughter is a Netflix binger, um, but, you know, we still cut that off at times. I mean, she still balances that out with, you know, she, for example, she was spending a night with friends last night. There was no Netflix involved. There was a new puppy involved, which Mm -hmm. is a whole different, you know, different interaction as long as it doesn't come back to the house. You hear that, Isabella? (laughs) Um, So, so yeah, finding those balances and making sure that what they're seeing is, is productive.
0: Jimmy, your thoughts on time limits uh, for screen time for kids?
2: I think
3: uh, definitely we need to look at our kids' consumption and make sure that they're not spending too much time on it. I have uh, several nieces and nephews, and every time I go see them, their faces are buried in some type of screen. And, you know, we can point our fingers at the kids and we can say, well, they're doing it, they're doing it, and they need some discipline. But uh, adults do, too. Uh, they emulate our behavior and so they just see what we're doing and so if we're going to tell our kids hey you know you need to spend less time on that thing then we kind of got to practice what we preach i feel so when i'm around my nieces and nephews you know i don't i don't spend a lot of time on my phone when they're talking to me i'm not you know looking at my phone while i'm talking to them i've got my phone in my pocket or elsewhere and i'm looking at them face to face because we've we've got to set good examples um but as far as things that we can do to um kind of enforce uh, certain rules as far as like, time limits and things. Pretty much every, every device now has a way that you can set a time limit on it for uh, a certain amount of usage, and when that time limit's up, they're done for that day, and they have to go do something else. They have no choice. They're locked out. Yeah. So I think using those appropriately is a good way to enforce that without you know, completely just like, taking it away from them or, or you know, telling them, hey, you know, you, you're spending too much time on this. So this way you set that limit, kind of, I would say, discuss it with your kids and kind of decide what what a fair common ground is and then see how it works and then tweak it a little later in the future if it needs to be.
2: Yeah, one of our big things is, you know, when we start seeing, you know, we're really big on, you know, grades and doing your best at school, if we start seeing that slip. Because of things such as, is it more important to get in there and get on the Xbox and play with your friends than it is to get your homework done? If that becomes a problem, it's really easy to see where that limit kind of comes in. Um, but trying to head it off before it becomes that problem—I mean, you know—that's that, you know, it, it's it's the eternal struggle with us. I mean, you know, and as you were talking, Jeremy, it reminded me of something that um, you and Faith brought up during you know his recent wedding, and that was no running cameras during the ceremony, so everyone had to put their phones down. Which, you you know, and uh, we were talking, you know, I mean, normally, you go to an event, everyone's got a phone up, and instead of actually paying attention to what's going on around them, and this is the adults, um, you know, they got the phone in front of their face instead, and, you know, I thought that was a really cool idea that y'all came up with there, and just from talking to Faith, I kind of learned it actually worked out pretty good, didn't it?
3: Yes, it worked out great. Um, I wasn't really too adamant about that at first, but then she showed me a bunch of pictures where people on their phones had actually ruined beautiful photographs that the, the photographer that they paid to come and take the pictures, uh, could not get because someone was in the middle of it. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, hands down, yeah, we're, we're going to do an unplugged ceremony. So, uh, we did. And since the wedding and all, we've gotten our photographs back and we've gotten our video back. So, you know, everybody can see what it was again, and there's nothing in the way of the video, nothing distracting anyone, and nobody was distracted. So it was really awesome to have everybody there and present with us without trying to, you know, update a bunch of stuff or, you know, take pictures.
0: You know, it's funny, It's these limits to technology and technological devices are not just limited to kids because, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but when I went to see Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle in New Orleans, they made us put our phones in a magnetic pouch and oh, wow. we could wow. not access it during the show. You, if you had to make a call or whatever, you could feel it vibrating, but you literally could not get in it. I mean, it was sealed. So if there was an emergency, you had to leave out of the show, and they would then demagnetize it. But, I mean, That's this is for awesome. adults. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, quick call to get to. Willie is in Silver City, Mississippi. Uh, good morning to you, Willie.
6: Hey, good
0: morning. Hey. Good morning.
6: All right. I'm doing just fine. It's- I'm interested in the travel option line going across the state of Mississippi.
0: What what kind of line, Willie?
6: The travel option internet line, I just wondered what has it been updated. Has anybody got any information on it? That uh, you know, if we'll be going across
4: the highway of Mississippi and the bad folks have access to uh internet service. Wilts just got fiber uh, set up at his house, so
3: fiber's definitely growing, but it, it all depends on where you're located.
2: Yeah, they're mostly hitting, um, I know around here in the Jackson area, we're getting hit with quite a few areas are being upgraded. Um, one of the big things, AT&T is trying to get rid of DSL by 2020, so there'll be a really big push of pushing that. Uh, believe it or not, Mississippi's got a really good fiber optic infrastructure for business, and they're doing better pushing it out toward uh, toward users, but I think we've still got a little ways to go. But, again, we are starting to see it kind of push into some of the neighborhoods. Um, my mother-in-law's neighborhood, for example, just got the uh, the Gig Fiber. Uh, another guy that I work with, they just got the uh, the fiber in there from AT&T as well. C is doing a huge push with it. The big problem C Spire has been running into is before they'll actually start dropping it in the neighborhoods, they need to have a certain amount of... A certain percentage of the houses in that neighborhood had to commit to it and there's been a committal problem. So Yeah. Um slowly but surely we're seeing it, but I think that uh Willie, it's going slower than quite a few people would have actually uh preferred. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I'm
6: worried about.
0: Okay, Willie, thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. All right, it's time for us to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll continue the conversation. We're talking about kids and technology. We'll talk about parental controls when we get back. And we'll also talk about some apps that you might need to be aware of, especially if you have a teen. We'll talk a little bit about social media and some of these apps that you should be on the lookout for when it comes to your teens using them. Give us a call if you have any questions or comments about kids and technology, how you can keep an eye on their tech devices. Uh, what are your rules? As far as your kids are concerned and screen time, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. If you have any general tech questions, we'll take those as well. How do you use technology in the event of bad weather? 877-672-7464 is the number or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. This is Think
1: Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
0: Welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent, joined today by Wiltz Couture and Jeremy Thompson. And this morning we're talking about kids and technology. Since summer has arrived, we're we'll talk, talking about the different ways uh, you can keep an eye on your kids and the amount of time that they are using tech devices. What are your rules for your kids and screen time? Do you limit their time or do you just let them have all the freedom that they want on these devices? Give us a call at 877 MPB ring. Uh, let us know how you use tech in an educational way when it comes to your kids. 877-672-7464 is the number, or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right, so some parents may not know that you can actually put controls on tech devices, so you can set a device to cut off at a ter- certain time of the night. Um, what are some easy ways for parents to use Uh, these accessibilities. So like on a computer, for instance, how could a parent install some kind of parental control?
2: Well, actually, on any Windows computer, it's actually already built in there. Mm. You can go in, there's some Windows family settings, and if you take the Windows family settings and you go in there and you set your parameters, so you say, I want them to be able to use the computer between, or the Internet, between, you know, um, between 8 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. You know, p.m., noon, and then from 5 until 7. But outside of that, it will not work. It will shut it down. You know, there are no no exceptions, no getting around it. Another really nice thing that it does, it can actually send you reports on what are they doing during those times that that they're using the Internet. I mean, where are they searching for? What websites are they visiting? What apps are they running? So it looks at that, and it's totally free, and it's built in, and Windows just puts it out there for you. So it's something really, really cool to take care you know, take advantage of um same thing with the video game systems i'm not as familiar with the playstation i know jeremy you're you're a playstation guy I know on the xbox you can go in there and you can set you know what times the device can actually be running or you know how many hours you can play a day and you get you know let's just say if you want to say you get two hours a day you get two hours a day that's it it's not going to work anymore
0: okay all right quick call to get to al is in mobile wants to talk about cell phones good morning to you al
4: good morning I had a friend that was in Japan when the the uh, tidal wave and the nuclear disaster happened.
3: Ooh. Wow.
4: And it's just like here is that the, the landlines went down, and then the cell phone voicemail text got totally overwhelmed.
2: Hmm. Kind of like uh, Katrina when Katrina came through. Pardon? Kind of like Katrina when Katrina nailed us too.
4: Right, same deal. Now what he found, which is different, is that the 3G networks and now every 4G remained. You could still—they weren't overwhelmed, so you could still use the internet. Now I don't know if that'd work in this country, but um, you know, it's a possibility.
2: Yeah, one of the biggest things, so many people have the newer devices that are trying to push toward the newer technology, and we we, we tend to forget the older stuff is still actually there. It's kind of like a plain old telephone service. When when all else fails, you kind of know we've gotten to where we can we can depend on picking that telephone up and getting a dial tone. And for any younger listeners out there that might not know, dial tones are what <laughs> phones you used to have whenever you'd pick yeah. them up. <laughs>
0: All right, Al, thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. Um, And a little more information from this article, VeryWell.com, the the website, rather. Uh, Kids and Technology, When to Limit It and How. Uh, When to Limit It it says, do not put a TV in your child's room. Uh, has been linked to a number of problems, including low test scores, sleeping problems, and obesity. Obesity just keeps coming up, and I mean of and course, it, because it just it stalls uh, it makes you inactive, oh yeah,
2: if you're just sitting there like a couch potato um I, I can't talk too much i gotta I gotta work on my mobility a little bit, but uh <laughs> you know I mean I, now my thing you know I've TVs in in the uh in the rooms also i mean you know it kind of goes back to that whole the interruption of sleep and
0: everything else, you
2: know um you yeah, it, it can it
0: can be a problem. And what I'm a big fan of is opt for alternatives to technology activities. So play a board game or read a good book. I played a game of Scrabble with someone the other day. Uh, the board game, not on the Ooh, phone. the real one. And it was great. It Whoa. was a great experience. Yeah. I'm a oh, big Scrabble yeah. fan. And I tried to play it on my phone recently, and I didn't like it. It didn't feel the same.
2: It doesn't have that same when, you, when you're when slapping those, carrot, you know, those, uh, those <laughs> board pieces down. One big one we like at the house is Apples to Apples. Um, oh, yeah. Can, that can get um, uh, interesting, especially when my son or daughter try to plead their case. You know, so it, it it gets it gets pretty fun. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for a good board game. I mean, you know, we we got to start remembering those kind of things again. I mean, I hate to just sound like we're trying to be old fuddy duddies or whatever, but I mean, there was a, there was a lot of fun to that. There's got to be a balance.
0: Yeah, I uh, downloaded some books on my phone, and I was struggling to read it. It was really small on my phone. I, I read books on my iPad as well, but. I I'm just I feel better when I'm reading a book from the book, a handheld hard copy book. It just feels better. I can mark in it. I mean, you can highlight on the phone too, but it's just it's just different. It's something like about that. having the book in my hand. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's that's me too. I like you know. I mean, well, I mean, I I wrote a couple of books and I have the ebook version of of course, but I I had to have the paperback version too, and that's mostly for me. It's just you know, yeah, I love technology, but there's just something to be said about holding a book. Which now that brings up one other thought while it's on my mind, books. Kids are having to do their summer reading this summer. Um, you know, my kids, for example, both of them have quite a, you know, my daughter's going into ninth grade. My son's going into 11th. So they got plenty of things to be reading. One thing that might help some of the parents out there is to realize a lot of those books they have assigned for summer reading are actually available free online. So, you know, we talk about how great it is to have a book. But if the digital version of it works out okay for your kids, a lot of those books are out there. Um, you know, what ends up happening after so many years, most books become public domain so, they don't have to charge for them anymore. So, you can get a lot of your older, the classics or whatever you want to call them, you know, the old um, the 1984s, Animal Farms, Shakespeare, or whatever, you know, is actually out mm-hmm. there public. So, don't forget there's some free free resources out there. I'm, I'm sorry,
0: that just popped into my head. I had to throw it out there. Okay. Jeremy, do you have any follow up comments?
3: Uh, I was actually uh, looking into restricting use on a PS4 because I don't have kids. I don't much have to look into these options. There is no way to set a time limit on a ps4 so just in case any users heard that uh, or any listeners heard that and they want to run and check their ps4 to set up a time limit there's no way to do it so you're going to have to uh put a timer on the tv or maybe a a timer on the power cord maybe a kid wouldn't check that
0: Hmm, Hmm. interesting yeah Uh interesting um also on this this article it says help your child choose a video game or a show now i don't know how that works uh but typically do you help your children choose video games or are they just like this is what i want
2: well now usually um and my son's the big gamer and usually it's uh dad i want this one and you know we get that one you know now of course when he was a little bit younger it, it was a lot of going on you know we'd go on there um me and his mom would definitely we'd look. It's like, okay, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate? You know, so many of them now have so much language. And, and he'll even tell you as a 16-year-old kid, it's ridiculous. It takes from the game how much they try to cuss in these things. But mm-hmm. um, one little thing what he would do whenever he was a little bit younger, if he would noticed that he just didn't like the way they were talking, he changed the language to, like, Spanish or French. So he didn't know what <laughs> the heck they were
0: saying, but he could still enjoy oh, wow. the game. You know, he didn't want to put up with that mess either. So That's cool. Yeah. And then they have ratings on the video games, right, that let you know... Um, what kind of content may be in it?
2: They do. Uh, very similar to like your movies, you know, like your G, PG-13, PGR, et cetera. Um, it can sometimes be just a little bit a little bit vague. And so what I would actually recommend to folks, yeah, use that as a great initial guideline if you're looking at games with your kids. But then go on. There's quite a few parent websites out there that will actually give you a little bit more insight. So instead of just giving you like a couple little headings, it'll sit there and tell you, okay, this is why... We think the Gore level was high. This is why we thought the language was high. And, you know, dig a little bit beyond just that sticker on the front of the game.
0: Okay. Uh, Rosina is in Braxton and wants to join the conversation. Good morning to you, Rosina. Good morning. morning. You were
7: asking about what people do in bad weather situations and things. I live in a real, rural area. I have no service today.
1: Uh, Oh, oh, no. uh,
7: Wireless. Um, When the lines are being upgraded to fiber? Well, I still have a traditional landline.
2: Probably not. Actually, yes, you would. Oh, really? Wonderful. Yeah, a lot of the fiber. Um, whenever we talk about that, what's really actually happening is is they're just they're moving from moving those signals in the the old analog, what we would call copper uh-huh. lines, uh, through the ground. They're just doing basically backhauls and and all this to move the information from point a to point b they're just running it across fiber instead which is okay. which is luckily not nearly as susceptible to electrical problems such as lightning um rain you know you probably notice you probably notice quite a bit whenever you get a lot of rain out there your phone lines and everything would get a little fuzzy uh,
7: um, sometimes it's better now than it used to be
2: yeah uh the the fiber upgrades are really start addressing that so yes traditional phone lines will still run across the fiber Networks. It's just it, it's a it's an upgrade.
7: One question too is someone from at and t just told me that they were researching little Wi-Fi things that they were going to put on electric poles instead of running extra, extra lines. Um, that doesn't sound like it would be a good fit. I know it, from their aspect it would be, but you know electricity goes down for sure. Would I?
2: have any service uh have you heard that yeah using what's called point-to-point wireless uh for example we've run a couple of uh point-to-point wireless devices at our at our office they're actually capable of sending that signal about 100 kilometers away so uh-huh. it's already being used to do some of that um What they'll generally do is they'll generally have generators or backups in areas, you know, some sort of backup in areas they're going to run that, typically it's a natural gas generator to make Mm -hmm. sure those lines stay up.
7: Okay, so I wouldn't have to completely worry about electricity going down and completely having no service at all, even a traditional, I mean, if they're not going to, if they're thinking about not upgrading to fiber lines and running that, it sounds like a, might even not have that option of a landline anymore. That's I, that's my concern,
2: basically. Right. I mean, they should actually still keep that there because, again, the uh, that that typical the landline is just such a great lifeline. I mean, right. we just know we just count on those. I mean, even for us around here, when you know Katrina came through and we lost infrastructure, for the most part, you can still pick up and get that dial tone again. So, so yeah. I don't I don't see them doing too much to mess with that reliability. But they, they are trying to work on trying to increase some speed and the reach getting to some of those areas.
7: Yeah, because my, my download speed is 1.5 meg. So, yeah, anything would be great. But thank you so yes. much. I appreciate
0: it. All right. Thank you, Rosina. All right. Thank you so much for your car was in. We appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll kind of wrap up the conversation about kids and technology. And we'll talk about some of these popular apps that may cause concern. If you have a child, uh teenager, Snapchat, Tinder, kick, messenger, yik, yak, gaggle. We'll talk about some of these things, what they mean and how you can be aware if you are a parent. We'd love to hear from you this morning, parents. Uh, what are your rules for your kids and technology? Do you limit their screen time? Give us a call at 877 Ring If you have any questions or comments about parental controls call us 877-672-7464 all our lines are open if you want to join the conversation we also are accepting calls about general tech topics 877 MPB ring or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org this is think radio and if it
1: ain't broke then don't try to fix it and think of the summers of the past adjust the face and let the alpine blast pop in my cd
0: Welcome back to Everyday Tech on NPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent, joined today by Wiltz Catriere, information technology expert with Newcore Steel, Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctor and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Summer has arrived. It doesn't necessarily feel like it.
2: No, it really doesn't. Kind of I mean,
0: windy when I came in this morning. It's rainy. It does not feel like summer. Yeah. It feels like. Fall or spring or something.
2: And I think what yesterday was officially the first day. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, June twenty first. We
0: we are here and we're in the eighties in Mississippi. Really? Yeah, it's a little weird, but we're probably speaking too soon. It'll be in the hundreds before you know it. Oh yeah. Uh, but today we've been talking about uh, ways to look out for your kids during the summer. They they have a lot of more free time on their hands since they are out of school. And we've been talking about some ways that you as a parent can take control. We've been talking about parental controls. If you have any questions or comments, there's still plenty of time left for you to join. The show. If you want to talk in general about any other tech topics, we'd love to hear from you. If you are a parent and you have kids, or if you have nieces and nephews, what are your rules when it comes to kids, teens, and tech? Do you set limits? Uh, give us a call 877 MPB Ring. If you have small kids, what are some ways you use tech educationally? Give us a call at 877 MPB ring or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right, well, so uh, I keep, you know, deferring to you first because you have a couple teenagers. Can we talk about these apps that could be concerning to parents? So I was on Snapchat, and it's just too much because I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Mm -hmm. Twitter, and Snapchat was a little crazed and Periscope and I said I can't do all these things but the kids really really like Snapchat talk about what that is and what kind of concerns could it raise for parents
2: well Snapchat caused a major major amount of heartburn in our household whenever it was kind of first really taking hold um more so with my daughter she I've always mentioned a lot you know she she can Netflix with the best of them and follow these shows and we were always keeping Snapchat away, saying, "Okay, no, there's no reason to sit there and talk you know the um the the pr- initial parental concern that comes in with Snapchat is you know some of y'all may or may not know is that you know you send a picture and after three, five seconds, what have you, it'll actually disappear and as some could probably imagine, some people were using that for less than honorable purposes Mm -hmm. of sending information back and forth and some people would see that as a hey you can sit there and say whatever you want to and then it deletes it and your parents can't see what you're saying so so that gave a really I think a legitimate concern Um, but it also gave a legitimate opportunity and that was an opportunity to use this to talk to your kids of how we are using technology because the big thing that we kind of came out especially talking with my daughter was that hey no matter what you're putting on there I don't care if the app says that it deletes it things are there forever
0: as permanent I and mean, yeah. you can still take a screenshot.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's still all out there. Where it really started to become the heartburn part, you know, so so she was she was cool and she understood our concerns there, but then all of a sudden a lot of your T V shows they said, Oh, you know, they start running like their channels on Snapchat. They start running stories on chat on Snapchat and it was a matter of her being able to keep up with some of these different celebrities. So as it started gaining that popularity, it really kind of became a, you know, she wanted to engage in that, and I didn't want to be the, you know, we didn't want to be the jerk parents and, you know, you know, not allow her to take advantage of the technology that's out there, but just to use it safely. So, again, it, for us, it really came down to just a lot of talks and a lot of interactions, and, you know, now her and her mom are actually both on Snapchat, and they follow some of the same stuff, and it it really opened up conversation more so, um, and, and some of those concerns about things just disappearing have really went away.
0: Do you have her passwords on her social yes. media
2: accounts? Okay. on everything. Okay. Yep. Yeah, um, that is one of the kind of agreements in the house is that we do have passwords. And um, if we were to come across something and we didn't have the password for it, we will shut that down quick.
0: Now, that to me could be something that probably would be uh, an interesting situation for some parents and kids because some teens are like, you don't have a right to have my password I, I know people like this where the parents give them too much freedom or give them a lot of freedom and and and, and they really give their teens privacy but i'm the way my mom said you're under my house and under my roof so what's exactly. yours is not yours it's mine
2: yeah, and and and, right. and you know just to be quite honest and and my daughter might even be i think sometimes my kids will will tune in sometimes i'll listen to the to the podcast afterwards but yeah you know, no we don't really snoop in at all that much um it's not a matter of really snooping. It's a matter of, if they expect us to trust them, they have to trust us as well. And and sharing that information, and you know, uh we try not to abuse it on them, but we also, at the exact same time, expect them not to abuse it either. Yeah. So, and and here's the other thing, I'm paying the bill. That's <laughs> my phone. <laughs> that's right.
0: So Tinder is another popular app. It's a dating app, right?
2: It is a dating app. Yes.
0: Okay. Um, And there's no way to verify what age you are when you get on these apps, right? Well,
2: it's kind of like an old popular meme used to say, when you're on the internet, no one knows you're a dog. Yeah. You can be pretty much anything or anyone you want to be out there. And, and again, that becomes another one of those conversation starters with the kids. I mean, if anything, this should be getting you to sit there and talk and explain to your kids, like, look, you don't know. That girl you think you're talking to, it could be a 40-year-old guy sitting in his parents' basement. Right. You just don't know. That guy you think is so cute, it could be, you know, um, you know, a child molester. I mean, the, it, the reality is there. I mean, on the Internet, no one does know who you are if you can't verify so, again, it should, if anything, start some conversations. This is where you don't necessarily need to just be snooping on your kids, but be talking to your kids about it. What are these apps doing? What can't, you know, why do they need to be careful what they're doing? Because right now, a 13-year-old girl on the Internet, I mean, you put something on there, it's there forever.
0: Yeah. Kick Messenger, what is that? It is
2: another messaging app. Um, really 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 popular i think it's still got a pretty good bit of popularity amongst the kids again just really taking the place of you know the regular phone messenger app so that way doesn't matter if you're on an iphone or anything you know everyone just kind of communicates back and forth big group text which i actually consider group text to be more like hostage situations sometimes (laughs) yeah um so just another one of your messaging apps out there that's kind of popular
0: I used to couldn't wait to get home from school and get on AOL Messenger. I am instant messaging. Oh, Lord. The, first of all, the computer took forever to dial up, and then mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to get on there. Uh, so two more, Yik Yak and Gaggle. Are these team-driven?
2: Uh, very much so. Gaggle is actually more of an educational platform. Uh, Gaggle is used by some school areas in order for you know co- some collaboration. Um, And Yik Yak, again, it's just another instant messaging, photo sending, you know. And, And one reason I like to bring these things up to different, you know, the parents and the grandparents is some people will sit there and look at their child's phone. Like, let's just say if you do have a concern and you're trying to look for, hey, what is, you know, maybe there is a problem that you need to be looking into. Don't get, you know, don't get some false sense of security because you just go into the messaging app on there, you know, be it iMessage or Android messaging app. And I think that's the only messaging app out there. There are plenty of other ones that are doing it. So you need to look into what the apps are. It's not all just games on there. Some of those those other apps are for sending video, picture, you know, voice, text. So it's really knowing that they're there.
0: This messaging thing is really scary because you can message somebody on almost any app. Words with friends, you can oh, message yeah. there. So it's it's not all innocent. Um, so you just have to be responsible and be watchful. This goes for adults and children. Jeremy, did you have something?
3: Yeah. Uh, Yik Yak is a little bit different because it's supposed to be anonymous. Now, of course, we say supposed to be because if you do something and someone needs to find you, they're going to find you. Because people have tried to use Whisper to send out threats and all kinds of stuff, and they end up finding out that it's not as anonymous as they think. Uh, I believe something like that actually happened at USM a year or two ago uh, on a platform called Whisper, which is pretty much the same thing as Yik Yak. But uh, the idea is that the messages that you put out, they don't have your name attached to them. They're supposed to be anonymous.
0: Mm, Okay. Well, uh, Jeremy, you have a poem for us today.
3: I do. Those devices can be trouble, so keep them under control. Set up passwords and time limits and save your kids from falling into the tech hole. (laughs) Consumption can get excessive. Our advice will help keep it tight so you can sleep sound. Knowing your kids aren't up on the internet all night.
0: All night long. That is right. Good job, Jeremy. Thank yes you indeed. so much. You. Uh Wilt and Jerry, thank you both for being on today. If you did not get to call today, you can always send us an email to everyday tech at MPBonline.org. Also, we have a podcast. If you have a podcast app, you can subscribe by typing in everyday tech, or you can go to MPB Online.org slash everyday tech and find past episodes and subscribe to us that way. Java Chapman was our board operator this morning and I believe. Kevin Farrell was our call screener. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, Kevin and maybe someone else. Stay tuned. The original Southern Remedy is coming up next, right here on MPB Think Radio.